Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast. My name is Martin Webster. I'm the Workforce Development Manager for the People Group in Darlington Borough Council. And today we're continuing with some of our safeguarding podcasts. And we're going to be talking about PACE, which is Police and Criminal Evidence Act, an appropriate adult. Okay, so we're joined again by Chris Ashford. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, good morning. So my name is Chris Ashford and I'm the uh, multi-agency trainer um, employed by the Darlington Safeguarding Partnership. Fantastic. Okay, so same as usual with the podcast, we're going to ask a few questions and Chris is going to give us his expert analysis and answer them. So first question, Chris, where can we find the legislative framework in respect for appropriate adults? Yeah, so um, first of all, obviously, today's focus primarily, although we're looking at, at, at an introduction to the Police and Criminal Evidence Act, PACE, um, it is primarily around the role of the appropriate adult. Um, so where would we find that guidance? You've already mentioned there, we've talked about PACE. That's the terminology. It's actually the Police and Criminal Evidence Act 1984. It was introduced to address issues around p perhaps police conduct and miscarriages of justice in the first instance. Can you tell us more about PACE 1984, please, Chris? Yes, yeah, so primarily PACE covers um, police powers. It's the code of conduct for police officers and indeed police staff. And as I say, it mainly covers areas of search. So it may be searching of individuals, stop search as an example, or it may be searches of premises. But also it does cover treatment of suspects, suspects of a crime. So whether that be suspects in custody, but also it would include being interviewed and interviewed on a voluntary basis. So primarily it covers, as I say, searches, persons, premises, but also detention and interviewing of suspects. Thanks, Chris. When should an appropriate adult be used? Specifically, Code C is the area that talks about the use of um, appropriate adults. Um, and Code C actually covers detention, treatment and questioning. And what it tells us is that an appropriate adult should be used where any person appears to be under the age of 18. So what it says is unless there is evidence that the person is over 18, if they appear to be under 18, then appropriate adults should be used. But it also covers any person where there is a vulnerability. And it's not saying the person is open to services, as an example. Um, they have a social worker at that point. It's saying any vulnerability that's identified by the police at that point or any other person. So those vulnerabilities may be mental health, as an example. It may be learning disabilities. I'm just giving examples here. It may be autism. But it may be simply a, an obvious difficulty in the person understanding or problems with communication from that person. It may be that the person is prone to, there is evidence of confusion or suggestibility. So really it's that blanket term vulnerability. It doesn't mean they are in receipt of care support services. It's that vulnerability. So just to recap, anyone who appears 
to be under the age of 18 or any person with an apparent vulnerability, then an appropriate adult should be used at that point. So who can act as an appropriate adult? So the legislation says in the first instance, the first instance, we should always be looking at parent guardian for that person. That's the first port of call. We should always start with parent guardian. If that's unachievable, if we're not able to do that, then we should be looking at a social worker on behalf of the local authority or indeed a representative. If that person is in care, a representative from those care services. So in the first instance, parent, guardian, social worker, somebody responsible for that person's care. Failing A, B, then we would be looking at any other person who is aged over 18. That's our starting point. It must not be a police officer or somebody representing the police or a police member of staff. But crucially, it must not be a person who is one, a suspect in that case for obvious reasons, but also a person who may be a victim or a witness. Perhaps an example of this, um, I was working recently with a college in Darlington and they gave an example of young person makes a disclosure of abuse to member of staff. At that point, that member of staff becomes a witness, having received that disclosure. So a decision was rightly made to then employ, use somebody else as the appropriate adult, because in that case, they are not a witness. They haven't received that disclosure. But also, somebody who cannot be used as an appropriate adult would be somebody who's previously received an admission. So an example of that might be that a child has disclosed to parent that they've committed a crime, parent perhaps marches the child or takes the child to the police office, the child is then interviewed as a suspect. Having received that admission already, then that parent cannot act as an appropriate adult. Lastly, it cannot be a solicitor representing that person. And the, and the last thing I would say is, although there is a requirement and there must be an appropriate adult, if the child or indeed the vulnerable adult says at that point, I do not wish that person to be my appropriate adult, then that should be respected. They must have an appropriate adult, but they can say, I do not want that person to be an appropriate adult. And what is the actual role of an appropriate adult? What do they do? I suppose the starting point for this is saying, if we are a person who is being interviewed as a suspect and do and we do not require an appropriate adult, then it's about our capacity then. And that's the expectation of the appropriate adult to say you are representing that you are there to one support that child or vulnerable person. You are there to advise them to assist them in the process. And of course, that can be broken down in many ways. If we're thinking about supporting, it's about supporting around communication. It's, a, it's about supporting around understanding. It may be that actually it's highlighting the, the actions of the police service that are inappropriate. 
and taking steps to prevent that. So if we talk about those actions within an interview, it may be police officers coercing um, admission. It may be making threats. It may be deceitful practice. It really is. It's, it's the, it encompasses so many things, but it's about saying you are there to support, advise and to assist with the process. What I will say at this point is you are not there to answer the questions on behalf of, and that's often the case. And and the Police and Criminal Evidence Right Act rightly says that if an appropriate adult within an interview scenario actually interferes with the course of justice and and certainly i've experienced this as a police officer where an appropriate adult may attempt to answer questions on behalf of or try to suggest to the the person being interviewed an answer yeah say this or don't say this if that becomes then an interference in that process then the police officer can take steps to remove you as that appropriate adult so it's that balance isn't it remembering that you are there to support you are there to assist advise but not actually to interfere with the process and as i say it can encompass many things it may be quite simply around you have a greater understanding of that child um, of that adult haven't spoken to that child do they actually understand the question types do they understand the question and so if they can't understand the question then it's your role then to indicate that actually could we put that in another way in a simpler form or aid that communication so it's very much um, it's around understanding communication in that respect so it's many things but ultimately as i say just to recap you are there to support to advise and assist the process right and final question chris what should we do if we have concerns relating to police practice so as an appropriate adult we very much have a role in this so if a person is in custody and you are there acting as an appropriate adult for that child or vulnerable adult, then if you feel that actually that we've, we've talked about some of the examples of inappropriate practice by the police officer interviewing, then in the first instance, if they are in custody, you should ask for the interview to be suspended and speak to the custody sergeant because the custody sergeant's role and again that's explained within pace is that they are there for the welfare the rights of the suspect not the police service so if you have any concerns and that it is a custody situation then you should speak to the custody sergeant in the first instance again you can escalate if you still have concerns about practice, you can ask to speak to the duty inspector. And that would be the same scenario. We're talking about appropriate adults for interviewing here. But of course, we've talked about powers of search, whether it be stop search, whether it be search, it may be an intimate search of a person. And there is a requirement if the person is under 18 or vulnerable to have an appropriate adult present. Keeping children safe in education actually um, describes the role of an appropriate adult this year because of an incident that happened in the Metropolitan Police area. And that incident involved a 15-year-old child um, in a school setting being searched, strip searched in this case, for controlled drugs by a police officer and no appropriate adult was present. 
And if we think about the role of appropriate adult support, advise, assist, it was absolutely a breach of that code of conduct by the police officer. But nobody raised that concern about the practice at the time. So the child had to go through that process so actually what should have happened is at that point the the school the education staff at that point should have indicated that an appropriate adult must be present yes it could be parent guardian but you know time limitations access it might be that it's a social worker but equally it could have been a representative from the education setting and so the big question you've asked there is what do we do maybe in that circumstance um, or a voluntary interview where they're not in custody if we are concerned around practice then we should re either ring 101 the police number and ask to speak to the duty inspector and raise our concerns with them directly or we can speak to the officer concerned at that point and ask to speak to their supervisor so it's either the officer supervisor or the duty police inspector to raise our concerns around conduct of the officer Okay, hopefully that makes sense. It does, really clear. Thanks very much. Excellent. So that was our introduction to PACE, Appropriate Adult Podcast. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah, thank you, as always. Cheers. And uh, join us again for more podcasts on the Darlington Extra Podcast channel, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Darlington Extra Podcast on our Darlington Extra Podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now. 